Hey, it's Coach Megan, and you're listening to The Barbell Baddies, where I help you feel empowered in your own skin through weight training, breaking through fat diets, and working on a strong mindset. Let's freaking do this. How is everyone doing today? Happy Thursday. I have a special guest for you guys. I have my favorite (laughs) uncle. Michael Nunez. And today we are going to be talking about embracing your power through mental health. So introduce yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Tell us more about yourself. Well, um, I'm the only uncle, I think. So I should be the favorite. Um, I actually, well, Megan and I went a long way. (laughs) So I'm currently here in California, you know, um, I'm a registered nurse uh, by profession. I am also a traveler, like a traveling uh, registered nurse. Uh, my experience uh, comes from the Philippines. I did go to Canada for a bit. So, hello, Canadians. <laughs> a. <laughs> I mean, a. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. And I am uh, currently here now in LA. So, I did go to the East Coast, mm-hmm. uh, California. I mean, you know. Uh, Miami route, Houston. Now I'm here. I yeah, think I'm settling here. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. So today I am joined by my uncle because we want to talk about like embracing your power through mental health. And this is something that we want to be an advocate about, you know, talking more about mental health. So we're going to dive into that a bit today. We're both going to be sharing our stories, our experiences of um, <clears throat> dealing with, you know, mental health. Um, what we went through with it, how did we seek help and what happened afterwards or like what were what was like our turning point. Um, and then uh, we got some finishing notes and an announcement at the end of this live. So tune in. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. And you guys are giving away freebies. <laughs> Stop. Okay. So let's hop right in, you guys. Oh my God. So my question for you guys is how many of you guys here feel like you can't talk about your mental health around your family or your friends. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of us can relate to this, right? How many of you guys feel like, you know, whenever you talk about mental health or you feel like you want to talk about it, you feel like you're going to be shamed for it or it's a taboo, right? It makes you seem weak to others. How many of you guys can relate to this? Say hello and <laughs> say hey in the chat, <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure a lot of us, and I can I can relate to this too. I'm, I'm going to share a little bit about my story afterwards. But um, how many of you guys also feel like, you know, if you do seek help from a therapist, that you're broken or you're crazy, right? Someone said, hey, <laughs> someone said they can relate, right? I'm glad we're not the only people who can. Oh, um, hi, May. <laughs> I love that. Um, Brandon, Manitoba. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So um, let's go over like our experiences, right? So I do want Naya said me too, right? So this is something that a lot of us can relate to, can connect with. So I wanted to um, ask my uncle, Michael, go ha- go ahead and share your story first about like struggling with mental health. <laughs> it <laughs> is painful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I ran out of water already, but... Um, <laughs> It was painful um, growing up, actually, right? Um, you were, uh, I, I grew up in a structured um, Catholic uh, family. Mm-hmm. So very conservative, right? And then in a small city. And so everybody knows everybody. And you have to be 
a person that is prescribed by society. Like everybody wants you to be something or, you know, you're supposed to be this normal person. But, you know, knowing that I had my own conflicts in, inside, I was, I grew up gay and it was, it was hard. Um, and there is no one in your family that you can talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no one in, within your friends too, because, you know, it's always like, Either you're straight, gay, uh, a straight girl, or um, or a boy, right? Or mm-hmm. you know, either you're either um, one or not. Or if if you're if you're different, then you are your problem, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of like my struggle go- growing up. So I needed to be that person that they think I am, and so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I I wasn't alone in that in that story. So mm-hmm. um, knowing now that um, I mean. That was kind of like where I was. I knew that uh, when I was like in high school, uh, there was something wrong and then I don't know how to navigate through it. I felt really alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wanted to make up for it, right? Mm -hmm. So what is I going to do? Like, you know, I wanted to study karate. I wanted Mm -hmm. to do, you know, several things. Like even in academics, you have to excel because then if you excel, actually then people won't ask you questions, right? Yeah. And then if you do something like you have to be, you know, do leadership because when you're a leader, nobody asks you questions. You're not very weak. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of how I actually peered through it. But then it haunts you back. Actually, Mm -hmm. when you're now in a different um, environment, when you actually think that you're actually good already, now you you go to a different challenge, right? Like then I moved, like I moved Mm -hmm. to Canada. And, mm-hmm. and this was a different, totally different environment. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody. I, I didn't know anybody. And so it was like, okay, uh, I'm not in, a, in my comfort zone anymore. Then everything just comes back. You're, mm-hmm. you're back to being alone. You're back to being, you know, different. You're back to going to that depressive mode. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed first with a seasonal affective disorder. We thought it was the snow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but... It, it went through it, it you know I got medications um, I got ther- into therapy etc but it, it basically stayed mm. so mm. that was like your struggle so yeah it's a lot right? <laughs> and I can relate to that too like I've gone through so much in my struggle so I'm going to share a little bit about my experiences um, you know growing up and I feel like I can relate so much about what you mentioned about how you do a lot of like achievements to kind of compensate for like your weaknesses or what you feel like is your weakness, right? So for me, it's like, I don't share a lot about my story, but just a little bit about it. I I was actually like physically and verbally abused growing up, like with family, you know, and that's something that I don't talk a lot about. And because I was constantly dealing with this trauma, I try to kind of prove it to my family that I'm fine. Um, I prove it to my parents mostly that, you know, like whatever it is that I'm dealing with, the trauma that I dealt with is okay. Like I can just brush it off. I feel like that's something that our culture um, do a lot is just, oh, just walk it off. Like whatever the problem is, like, you know, it's going to be fine. Maybe have some Filipino food. You're going to be fine. But that's (laughs) right. But that's not the case. But how I cope with it is like through my achievements, again, like I do a lot of like I do sports, I um, get into like, you know, like student government, like I always try to prove myself as someone who's worthy, even though like, if I didn't have these achievements, I feel like if I was stripped away from my achievements that I'm, I'm not worth as a person myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I struggled with, like growing up and I never really understood how to deal or cope with that. Because again, like, 
seeking help with therapy wasn't some, it's not even a conversation to begin with, like with our families, like that's not something that we talk about. So whenever we struggle with, you know, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling all of these things that we don't understand, we just actually just brush it off and be like, you're going to be fine. Let's just get back on your studies. Like keep yourself busy. Like you can be as busy as you want to, but like at the end of the day, if that trauma that you're holding on to, that problem that you're holding on to is not addressed, it's still going to haunt you. Like you said, like wherever you go, it's going to haunt you no matter how, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is, wherever you are or whatever it is that you do, it's still going to haunt you back. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) May said your chair is stopped moving, LOL. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Naya said, for me, it's going around everything instead of up through it. Yes. That's, that's literally how I was. Like I would try to avoid the problem and for me now, like how I cope with it, and I've noticed this is how I cope with my problems is I bury myself with my work. And this is something that my therapist told me too, is like a lot of people that are workaholics are avoiding something. They're running from something, right? So that's why I like, I'm glad I had a therapist because like she basically helps me address the problem that, yeah, I am burying myself with my work because I don't want to solve the problem, but run away from it. So yeah, I've gone through so much like, struggling growing up, dealing with mental health, not really knowing that it is a problem because again, we never talked about that. But um, the turning point for me to decide when I needed help was when I actually, well, I'm just going to say it and just throw it out there. Like I actually almost killed myself at one point because I was going through so much like emotionally, like again, going through like physical, emotional abuse growing up. And then I was out almost going to kill myself, right? So trigger warning if you're listening to this. But I'm saying like that happened to me before. And that's when um, my family decided like, oh, there's something wrong. Like she actually does need help. And when I did um, ask for help, it was kind of hard because I felt like I should be ashamed to ask for help. Like it it needed to be a secret in a sense for me to actually seek therapy. Because if mm. people knew in my hometown that I was actually you know, talking to a shrink, they'll see me as someone who's crazy, right? There's something wrong with me. I'm broken, right? So we kept that as a secret. So because it was kept very low key as a secret, even though Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be comfortable having this conversation with my therapist, I still couldn't open up about my struggles. Because again, everyone knows everyone. And I felt like I shouldn't be talking about this because again, I should be shameful for whatever trauma, whatever it is that I'm holding on to. So that was kind of like, the turning point for me, like, Hey, like I've gone through so much in my life that I need to start seeking help. I did seek help. It helped a little bit, but it's not the help that I wanted. Um, we're going to get to that in a little bit, but like I did ended up finding help, like through better help. (laughs) Stop moving your chair (laughs) through better help. But like, actually like a therapist here that really helped me, you know, like move through my problems, really understanding, you know, my past traumas. And that's something that, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be forever grateful for, you know, like at some point you are going to, you are going to need help and it's okay to ask for help. Right. So Mm -hmm. what was, what was your turning point to where you decided like, like, yeah, what was your turning point moment where you've realized, you know what, like I need to actually ask for help. Something's wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so the biggest that I could remember actually really is when, um, I was working as, um, a, a nurse back in Vancouver, Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my, I think I already had a lot in my plate to start with. And so, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of things happening at home. There were also things happening in my relationship and also with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this pa- uh, patient died basically. 
I wasn't even so attached to this patient, but the moment that I opened my computer and then there was mm-hmm. this, um, uh, it wasn't a warning, but it was um, a message when I opened the computer that this file's closed, the patient, you know, this patient mm-hmm. passed on, basically expired. Everything just turned gray. Like mm-hmm. my vision, like the way I was looking into things, it just turned gray. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that I was like a home care nurse at that point, I was going to drive. I needed to do like, you know, the, the traffic lights, how, how will I be able to tell the traffic lights, et cetera. Mm. And so it was just weird, right? So I still went on with my work and then I went to the, um, to the supply room. And then I think it was just that moment that I was just so sensitive, right? And so I was still okay in my mind and, and I just wanted to bring out this persona that I was still okay. Mm-hmm. Then a, a, a colleague actually tapped me on the back and she's like, um, are you okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just that perfect timing kind of question at that at that point mm-hmm. that I actually really needed somebody mm-hmm. to ask me that question, and it just poured. Mm-hmm. It just poured. I was just bawling, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, they took me to a room, basically, and then they basically intervened. The, the nurses intervened, and then they, uh, you know, um, unveiled. I mean, they they processed me through. The day before that, actually, there was this mental health week already. So the the nurses would go to, we went to this four o'clock meeting and then, you know, there were telltale signs. They were asking each other and there was a a navigator. There was somebody who actually, you know, said something about mental health. How can Mm -hmm. you say if a person is actually, um, is depressed? You know, these Mm -hmm. are just generic questions. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, the generic answer. People would say like, oh, they, they, they say that they're, unhappy they're mm-hmm. mostly like you know crying people who are alone people who just do not want to isolate themselves people who don't take care of themselves at that point mm. and then you know it's the generic answer and so i brought in the new answers basically i was like that's not true right in mm-hmm. my mind i said that's not true i said it could just be anybody in this room too you know mm-hmm. it could mm-hmm. just be it could just be you talking right now you're actually depressed yeah right it's it's like, you know, these are we're normal people who are actually depressed too, mm-hmm. and so it got them thinking actually that you know, this is not like the usual conversation that we're having. This isn't like the normal, you know, day to day that we go through as nurses that we say, hey, this is you know, this is how you tell a person's depressed, but that's not even true, right? Like this is like, you know, a Robin Williams story or. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, right? Like mm-hmm. beach, these people, you know, they 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 were actually okay, but they're not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I f- I feel like that's a good conversation to have too. Is like you just never know. That's the thing is yeah. like you, you don't know it. Like we we th- tend to think that you know people, everyone that's depressed shows symptoms, but some people just don't. Like some people are good at hiding it. Some people don't even know they're depressed, right? So I feel yeah. like it's it's good that it's okay to ask for help. It's good to ask, like Macy, your, I think your friend out here, like shared some of her story in the comments too. Um, and I appreciate you for sharing your story. That's, that's super like brave of you. And I love that. Um, but you know, this is, this is why it's super important to talk about these things, right? So what is the, what is the difference now that you, you know, now that you did ask for therapy, now that you did ask for help, like what is the difference since then? Um, so I should say like the moment that I actually opened that up, right. So coming from myself, when I actually really ask, how are you? It really is. How are you? Because that moment when somebody tapped me on the back, actually, it really meant a lot to me. 
And mm. even a simple how are you or just a simple touch to somebody mm-hmm. um, actually means a lot. Like in nursing, we say it's a therapeutic touch. Really, you can you can do anything with another person, but then a touch is a touch really. Like it means something to another person. Mm. Um, of course, with COVID, it was different then, right? But, you know, um, that you, you, we have to focus into having meaningful um, conversations or meaningful um, anything, actually, be in the moment, kind of. Mm-hmm. And so when I, um, when I learned that, you know, I have to really go through this process, they were saying during that moment when I was in that room, they were like, Michael, you can't go on working. Mm-hmm. Because we think you have, you know, you have to go through this. And I was like, I can't. I, I, um, I need to send money home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're like, don't worry about it. I'm like, what do you mean? And I didn't even know what my ben- what my benefits are. Like, can I do mm-hmm. that in the Philippines? I don't think I can. No. Yeah. No, right? Like, you don't work, you don't get paid. So mm-hmm. when I was in Canada, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I can and then they're like, yeah, yeah, go out, get off work, and then go to therapy. So they hooked me yeah. up with several people. Mm-hmm. And then it was um, it was like a, a big, um, how do I say it? I, I always like the word marula, but uh, it's like a, a big um, abyss probably of uh-huh. space of, 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 of depression, really, that really we were unveiling. Um, mm. It was, so I went through three, three therapists, actually, so one from work, um, there was one from the insurance, and there was one from, uh, I think there was the, the, uh, from the school. Uh, for some reason, they, they hooked me up with a, another uh, therapist there. And then one by one, basically, they just, you know, helped me structure myself. And then really the first step was really to understand what it is and that mm-hmm. these are the telltale signs, you know, mm-hmm. that you're, you're suffering from something, you know, and that you need to know that you are that this is the state and that you need to know what to do, some, uh, how, how to navigate, navigate through it mm-hmm. and then get that help. Yeah. And so now I'm pretty much open talking to people because I feel comfortable talking about it now. But in the past, like it was like, no, you talk about that, you lose your job. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's also like a fear. Some of like, I know my uncle and I talked about this before, but I feel like that's a fear that a lot of people still have to this day is like opening up about your um, mental health, like struggles working as a nurse, you know, like people look down on you and they see you like, oh, you're not capable to keep your job. And I feel like that's, that's, it's sad to think about because, you know, people actually do need help. Like it's okay to step out of your work and actually take mm-hmm. care of yourself. And one thing I do, I do like teach my clients too, is you can't like, you can't pour onto others if your cup is empty, you know? So that's why I like taking care of yourself, taking a step back and actually like focusing on yourself is what's going to help you keep pouring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like my benefits for me is that like, what really helped me when it comes to like seeking help from therapy is just understanding that it's okay for you to let go of your past traumas. And I feel like that's huge because a lot of us still to this day like to hold on to what we've gone through throughout their entire life, whatever adversity, whatever obstacle we've gone through, we like to hold on to that. We kind of like use that trauma to define us too and this identity of ourselves right now. But that's why therapy is super important because it teaches you to understand that it's okay for you to let go of that identity of yourself. It's okay mm-hmm. for you to let go of, you know, whatever it is that you've gone through that that doesn't define you, right? It's, it's also like, this is something that my therapist told me is that 
you're actually healing yourself in the process because now you're you're not letting these thoughts or the, these negative experiences live in your head head rent free. Some of us don't even think about that, but subconsciously we're stressing ourselves out when we continue to just think about, oh, this happened to me. Let's say like, oh, someone cheated on me. Someone like did this to me. Someone like, you know, like whatever it is that you've gone through in your in your entire life, like you tend to bury that and not think about it. You're actually subconsciously stressing yourself out because you're not addressing the problem. And that's what mm-hmm. my therapist told me. And I said like, that's super crazy because it's the same as my experience, like with family, you know, like I dealt with physical, emotional trauma. I've never addressed that problem. I never had that conversation with my family. I thought like, okay, it's fine. Like, let's just like not talk about it. Yeah. Let's just like be okay with like what's going on right now. We like, it's okay to move on, but it's hard for you to actually move on. If like some days you're, you sit alone and you think about what happened, it still haunts you to that day. Right. And that's what I struggled with is like, whatever past trauma I had, I always brought it with me. And I always thought about like how I don't deserve the things that I have right now because I'm supposed to be still still feeling the trauma that I experienced before, but that's not the case. Like it's okay for mm. you to move forward with your life. It's okay for mm. you to let, let go of those past experiences. It's okay for you to heal from them. And that's why like mm. therapy is important because it helps you realize that, you know, it helps you step yeah. into your power. And that's why I, today we're talking about like embracing your power because that is your power. Your power is deciding to heal from that. Your power is deciding to ask for help. Your power is acknowledging the fact that there is something wrong with you, but you're powerful enough to understand that it's okay for you to heal and ask for help, you know, and that's like super important. So yeah, like if you're struggling with, you know, something right now, you're, you're still thinking about past traumas, whatever it is that's stressing you out subconsciously, it's okay for you to heal, heal from that experience, right? You don't have Mm -hmm. to bring that with you. Um, throughout your entire life. And that's something that I wanted to share and that I struggled with before too, is like every time an adversity comes into my life, when I still dealt with the trauma that I had in the past, I always blame that, oh, it's because of my past. It's because I did this. It's because I went through this. It's because I grew up in this environment. But no, mm-hmm. like you, you get to decide whether or not you hold on to that or you heal from it. And that is your power, mm-hmm. right? And then your power is... in healing through it. That is your power. And like asking help through therapy is also powerful. It's not something to be shameful for. I'm learning a lot about you on this live session, actually. So (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. But this is the conversation that we need to have, you know, it's super important. Like I wouldn't have known that I could actually heal Uh from my past if I didn't Mm -hmm. ask for Therapy, you know, I didn't ask yeah. for help for yeah. therapy. So but because ultimately, of you decided, right? You decided yeah. to ask for help. It's yeah. the, it's the, that's, that's the power, I think. Uh-huh. Too. Yeah, you deciding. Decide. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you I, again, you get to have that power whether or not you want to heal from it or you want to live with it, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay for you to. It's okay for you not to be okay. That's a line that I like to say. Is like it's okay for you to be flawed because that's what we are. We're never going to be perfect. And you're never going to address the problem unless you acknowledge the fact that there's something wrong, right? Okay. So yeah, like Mm -hmm. asking help, seeking through therapy, like acknowledge the problem first, acknowledge the fact that there is something wrong, whatever's stressing you out subconsciously, like, you know, like talk through that with your therapist, right? So seek help. Mm -hmm. Um, A platform that 
um, I use, and as well as my uncle, we use BetterHelp. You know, it's a cheaper mm-hmm. alternative to actually like seeing a therapist in person, but you still get help, mm-hmm. you know? So BetterHelp mm-hmm. is a good example. And then we work with our therapists, right? We, we schedule like calls with them. We tell them like, how, how has everything been? What's part of your life that you want to talk about? You want to talk through it. And the thing about therapists too is they let you um, find the solution to your problems. They ask questions, mm-hmm. but you give them the solutions. They ask the right mm-hmm. questions, but you still provide the answer yourself, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense, you're actually healing yourself, like literally healing yourself in the process. Like your therapist doesn't tell you, oh, you need to do X, Y, X, Y, and Z. They ask you questions and then you decide, oh, I actually need to do this, these things, right? So you're, mm-hmm. healing, you're actually healing yourself. That's why it's really important. Like it's okay to heal through it. Um, do you want to add something to that about like embracing your power, like through mental health? Yeah. And, and, and I think too, that, um, there would be, um, you know, you, you try, you try, right. Like you try to make your, you find your own solutions and, you know, um, if I didn't have this, um, option or if I didn't have this, um, you know, help from therapy in the past, and then how did I navigate through it? Right. And so Mm. it was basically your friends, right. And so Mm -hmm. it's the people around you and are they enough? Mm-hmm. Um, are they even right? And are are these conversations even guided? So it's mm-hmm. very hard, actually, right? Yeah. Knowing that you don't, if you, if you have these resources, and that if you choose to, you know, um, choose people's advice over somebody else, then you would. There's a danger, actually, in how you not, how you how you heal yourself mm. um, in in the process. And so that's what I I actually that's why I really value the therapy. Um, mm-hmm. Because therapists actually really helped me structure that, help mm-hmm. me, you know, put it in black and white. These are the problems, mm-hmm. you know, and this is how you should actually navigate through it. And this, mm-hmm. you know, you'll find your solutions through this. And so once you actually see that in objective, mm-hmm. you know, friends will always be friends, right? Like friends yeah. are there to help you. Yeah. However, they can only do so much. Yeah. They can, they can, they will also get burnt out. Remember yeah. going through a breakup and then uh-huh. you call this friend constantly. <laughs> <laughs> your friends like I'm over it. I'm still not done. Yeah. <laughs> it's been three weeks. Get over it. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'll find you a best, you know, the best yeah. gift ever, whatever. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Like it yeah, it could be you can get the right answers from your friends or the wrong ones. So you you uh, honestly don't know. The thing about like like I said about ther- like therapy is that they don't tell you what you need to do. They ask you questions mm-hmm. and you come up with your own solutions. So mm-hmm. it's your answers of what you truly want, right? Mm-hmm. So which or I just ask them. Yeah. <laughs> so what do I do? No, no, no. I actually asked my my therapist about this too. I was like, um, so what do I do? And she's like, What? I like, what are your thoughts? Right. So it's it's based on your like your answer. You what do you I feel think, like yeah. is right? Right. One I mean, thing my yeah. one thing my therapist this is no you're good. One thing my therapist said uh said to me too is like um kind of observe how your body responds right? Like how your body reacts to when you do one thing, when you're deciding, that's where you actually know which way to go. It's like, um, notice how your body's responding. Does it feel nervous? Does it feel bad? Like how, what is your gut telling you? Right? Mm. So that's how she's like, okay, you get to decide, but still like kind of observe how your body's responding. Your your friend Macy's (laughs) Macy's laughing. (laughs) He's just laughing. But yeah, Right. So therapy is super important. So yeah, that's what we're saying, you guys, like embrace your power through mental health, 
you know, like taking care of your mental health. Because if you fill up, again, if you fill up your own cup, it's so easy for you to pour onto others, right? You can't Mm -hmm. keep pouring from an empty cup and that's super important. So we're going to talk about like our announcements. (laughs) (laughs) Our announcement, if you guys stuck through this live, um, good, because we got an announcement. Um, Do you want to say it? (laughs) So Megan and I had this conversation a few weeks back um, and it was when we were talking about mental health, really. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically a collection of the events that we have in our lives and that um, it was helpful for us to talk about it, number mm-hmm. one. And then I open it up and you open it up to a friend, right? And your friend was like, hey, this was really helpful. It was a touchy conversation at some point, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it became like, can we do something about it like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna tell them the the backstory and on my perspective so this is what happened (laughs) (laughs) so i was was, okay so i was working my uncle texted me he's like hey like um i um so he basically started this like nonprofit for mental health awareness in like a small city that we live in in the philippines he said hey like um i'm looking for um donors right i'm looking for people that'll help donate to um to fund this nonprofit and he he reached out to me i'm like okay cool yeah i would love to help out and then i was um at the same day i was working out i was listening to this podcast and it was so powerful so stick to the story by the way so i was listening to this podcast but this person was talking about like the difference between like being self employed and being an entrepreneur right so if you're self employed that means that you're someone who has your own business but you're a slave to your own job so you're basically cha- you're putting yourself on a good a gold chain right that's self-employed. Entrepreneur is like, you can step away from your business and then it'll run on its own and you can still live your life. The difference between the two of self-employed, you can have money, but you're not living your life. Entrepreneurship is you, you can have money and you're actually living your life. That's, that's what rich is about. Like, you know, living your life. So that's the difference between the two. And this one person I was listening to on a, on a podcast was talking about like how, um, how, when you're making money, when you're an entrepreneur and you're making money, like what is the purpose behind why you're making money? Right. And for me, like I never really had the answer. My answer before was like, oh, I want generational wealth. I want to make sure I'm comfortable. And that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs talk about. It's like, I don't want to struggle, which is good. Right. But at the end of the day, like if you don't want to struggle, you can literally live through your entire life making like 20 grand a month. That's fine, right? But I'm like, well, I still want to hit like a bigger target. I still want to hit like, I don't want to cap- put a cap on my success. I don't want to put a cap on my success. That's what I said. And, um, but I, my problem was, I don't know why I'm grinding so hard for, right? And then there, the, in the podcast, the person was talking about how if you make so much money and you put that money into like something that's a bigger impact, Right then there's, that's your purpose, right? So you're making all this money, but if your reason behind making this money is just for yourself, then you miss the point, right? So we make all this money, but you want to make sure that it's, it's, it's going towards something that has purpose. So it's so funny because I was listening to that. And then my uncle texted me. He's like, oh, like I'm doing this nonprofit, mental health, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I want to be a part of this. And I said like, this is something that's huge because like, again, like mental health is not something that we talk about in the Philippines. It's not a conversation. A lot of people, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of my friends struggle with this, but they don't talk about it because again, it's not normal for you to ask for help. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's so crazy because living in 
America, it's a privilege because everyone talks about mental health. You can seek help and no one's going to look down on you. And I feel like right. that, needs be, that needs to be a conversation in the Philippines. And I told my mm-hmm. uncle, like, we need to create this movement. You know, like if we have the resources, we have the platform, we have people supporting us in this movement. I feel like this mm-hmm. is going to change that narrative. This is going to change this whole thing about this whole stigma mm-hmm. when it comes to mental health awareness in the Philippines. So um, long story short, me and my uncle <laughs> decided that we are going to start a nonprofit um, that is geared and focused towards mental health awareness in the Philippines. So we are yes. going to bring, we're going to create a better help version, a version, <laughs> version of mental, uh, no, better help to where you can have resources that's going to help you go through, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're going through when it comes to mental health. You have, you know, like, mental wellness coaches, therapist sessions, like we're going to fund like um, all the stuff that you need to actually help you go through this whole entire process. And that is, that is what it, it just came full circle to me because I feel like that is my purpose. You know, I feel like like this whole entire thing is like here for a reason. Like I, I have this platform. I don't want to waste it on just talking about fitness. I feel like my impact is just so much more than like, beyond fitness, right? And I talk a lot about mindset, mental health, and it's really, mm-hmm. it's really powerful. And I feel like it needs to be louder. You know, it needs to like mm-hmm. be louder, go through the whole entire Philippines and help everyone in yeah. there that's struggling with mental health. So that is our announcement. We're starting a nonprofit. <laughs> we haven't finalized anything yet because we're still in the works of it. Once it is finalized, we're going to announce it. We're going to post it everywhere. But if you guys do want to support us when it comes to this nonprofit, help people in the Philippines when it comes to your mental health, then that's something that we're going to, you know, post online is something that you guys can do. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we got, there's a lot of conversation going about this already. And so we're doing our research. We wanted to actually align whatever is uh, the resources there too. So we wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that it is cohesive in nature. Mm-hmm. We want to sustain this, mm-hmm. right? So we want this to be um, a, a platform that will sustain and will help a lot of people um, and that it will really, you know, we're really needing to move forward from this. So yeah. So that's kind of where our energy is at this point. Yeah. So yeah, basically <laughs> like any any everybody that comes into the Barbell Baddies program, like a percentage of what you guys are investing in this program goes to this nonprofit, right? So you guys are, you guys are a part of this whole movement, even though you're not directly like talking to these people, you're investing on yourself. You're also investing on a huge impact in the Philippines. All right. So yeah, that is it, you guys. Again, this was a lovely talk. I love this. I appreciate you guys showing up to today's call. Um, if you guys have any questions um, for us, just feel free to drop it in the chat in the Facebook group. I'll get back to you guys today. But again, thank you for showing up. I hope you guys have an awesome day. And again, embrace your power through your mental health. Seek help. It's okay. It's not to be okay. All right. So have a great day, you guys. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show and you're ready to work with me in becoming a barbell baddie, click the application in my bio to start working on your fitness goals and I'll see you in the next episode.